things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, um, this is a podcast for imperfect people, and uh, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. What's up, family? Chotty here. Welcome to I Crying Corners. Uh, This is episode 46, um, Shepherd, which is what happens when you are overwhelmed. Yeah, we are in season five talking through what happens when. If I can be super duper honest for all my friends out there that are listening, never in a million years when I started writing this podcast uh, seasons nine months ago that I would I never thought that in the middle of it, I'd be taking a mid-season break and then literally teaching on the topics that I'd be currently walking through in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. I never once thought that these things would align in the way that they have, but it does. And so God is showing me through this time that his timing is perfect, that he has a plan and he is in he's in the encouraging business, uh, which should make us all feel at peace because never in a million years did I think I'd be teaching when we all feel overwhelmed right now. I'll be real honest. Like I looked at my notes. I hadn't even looked at my podcast. And then I looked at it this morning and I told my husband, oh my God, I'm talking about being overwhelmed. I could not have planned this. It has to be God. So as I process this, um, man, I just, I just felt like today, today's is really specific um, about the time that we're in. Um, and I just, I feel like it's a, it's a now word. I hate when people say that, but it's true. I do feel that right now. Like this is one of those now things for all of us. And so I'm not sure where you find yourself in the middle of this, uh, COVID-19 pandemic, but know that you are loved, know that you're being prayed for and, uh, that this too shall pass. So if you're new to the family, if this is the first time you've ever listened, welcome to the journey. But, um, everybody knows I'm just going to jump right in because I want to make sure I get everything out that I feel like God is trying to, um, God, what he's trying to say. Uh, you know, when I first wrote this episode, I based it on the life of David. That's why I called it Shepherd. And I named it Shepherd because the guy was a shepherd way before he was a king. But initially, this entire episode was based on um, one point in David's journey. You can read it in Samuel 30 if you need a little extra encouragement after this is all done. Uh, but there's a story where his wives and kids and his family and the families of his army get kidnapped by the Philistines. And he's super sad and super overwhelmed, and his men are like like want to stone him. And it says in the Bible that he strengthened himself in the Lord. It's a story I go back to often when I'm overwhelmed. And so I thought, of course, I'm going to go. I went to study it this morning and um, before I started my work day. And I was like, you know what? Let me just go through this again. And I began to process and formulate some takeaways. And I remembered uh, immediately the Lord said, actually, I'm the greatest shepherd, and uh, you should talk about me. And so I immediately was reminded of Jesus being overwhelmed in the Garden of Gethsemane, overwhelmed so much that he asked if the cup could be removed from him. And when the answer was no, he did a couple things. See, that's the thing I want to talk about today about uh, when we're overwhelmed, because we're all going to be overwhelmed. And even if Jesus was overwhelmed, Jesus survived and thrived being overwhelmed. And I I just want to look at his life today. And I don't know where you're at today or what you're going through or what you're... um, God, what you're struggling through. I don't I don't know. I, I I can guess because we're all, you know, a little quarantined. Um, I don't know what your life looks like right now. Mine looks like at home. Uh, our entire staff has been sent home. We are all working from home. Uh, our city uh 
has said no more than uh, 50 people in one place. Our grocery stores are looking bare. Things, it looks a little end of the world, little raccoon city. And to be honest with you, people are very overwhelmed. And I spent a good portion of this week really overwhelmed. I had to stop watching the news and stop getting my news from the news and started reading the Bible. And so I started to study today what Jesus did when he was overwhelmed. And these are the things that he did um, when he did not get the answer he wanted. Uh, he sought his he sought his father and he prayed. He got up. He met his betrayer with a kiss. He gave him an encouraging word. He healed a guy's ear that his bestie had cut off. He didn't try to fight and prove his point. He embraced suffering. He inspired leadership. He made sure his family was taken care of. He surrendered to the father. And because of all those things that he did when he was overwhelmed, life for all of us happened as a result. Eternal life happened. Cool, cool, Chadi. What the heck does that have to do with uh, us getting stuck in our homes or uh, people losing their jobs because they can't work or moms <laughs> wishing they could pay somebody to homeschool their kids? It has everything to do with that. All of us are overwhelmed. Some of us more than others. But Jesus modeled our, our response to feeling and being overwhelmed. Jesus modeled it. He modeled it so well that now I'm going to break down the list that I just said, and I'm going to tell you out of the Bible, out of the things that Jesus did, I'm going to break them down. Um, but before I do, before I go through how Jesus modeled uh, being overwhelmed, I'm going to give some practical things that I just do. Okay, ready? I just touched my nose and then I panicked because you're not supposed to touch your nose. Whatever. I'm not panicked. The name of Jesus. My nose is fine. Okay. Number one, read your Bible, people. Ingest it like it's water and like you're in a desert because we kind of are. In this season where bad news seems king, you need to be drenched in the good news. Hmm. Say it again, Chadi, for the people in the back. Hold on. I will. In this season where bad news is king, uh, you need to be drenched in the good news. Uh, read your Bible, people. Read your Bible. Number two, make healthy choices. This is not time to eat all your quarantine snacks and watch hours of Netflix. I know you guys that have never been in a hurricane season are like in hurricane mode. Um, Floridians, we all know what this feels like because every year we have to do this because of hurricanes. And all you guys in your toilet paper, um, you're making bad life decisions right now and eating all your quarantine snacks. Stop it. Eat smart. Take walks. Work outside. Get in the sunshine. Write this down. Kingdom people make wise decisions whether they are in a palace or in a wilderness. Mmm, that's so good. Oh my God, I'm tearing up. Kingdom people make wise decisions whether they are in a palace or in a wilderness. Guys, doesn't matter what we're going through, doesn't matter what circumstance, read your Bible, make healthy choices. Number three, reach out to people. Can you reach out to people, please? I am thriving. Can I just say this? In a social distancing world, I love it. I feel like the Lord has prepared me for such a time as this. I am so good with social distancing. But my extroverted friends are not. So reach out to people. Call them. FaceTime. Whatever works. Just check on people. Um, today I walked by my neighbor. She was like 20 feet away from me. And I waved and asked her how she was doing. And um, just people who are struggling with this season, guys. Speak life. Speak hope. Pray for them. And just be the church. So if we could just be the church, that would be great. Okay. So those are my chaddyisms. Read the Bible. Make healthy choices. Reach out to people. But let's talk through Jesus. Jesus modeled what happens when you are overwhelmed? Okay. Also, you notice how I said when you are overwhelmed and not feel overwhelmed? Right now, the last thing we need are your feelings. We all need people's feelings. We need Jesus. So pocket your feelings of overwhelmed and focus on the facts. Ready? Here are some facts, my friends. Facts are Jesus is on the throne. Peace is not a feeling. And God is still God in a pandemic. Oh my God. I'm going to repeat that because some of you are losing your minds and you're overwhelmed. 
Jesus is still on the throne, guys. He's still God. He still completes the Prince of Peace. God is still in God in the middle of a pandemic. He is not worried. He is, he is, he is just as concerned or more concerned than you are, but he's not really concerned because he's God and he's got it. And I need you to understand that he's got it. And yes, things could get more difficult. They could. Let's be honest. Things probably are going to get a little bit harder and a a little bit more difficult as this goes on. But if humanity has survived bubonic plagues, world wars, I'm pretty sure we can stay in our home and love Jesus and love each other from a filter of peace. I'm just saying. Somebody had to say it. Okay. Let's go back to the list and let's talk about Jesus and the things that Jesus did when he was overwhelmed. It says in the Bible that he was overwhelmed. He had gone to pray and he is praying. He is so stressed out and he's so overwhelmed that he's literally, his like blood vessels are popping in his forehead. You can read this in Matthew. You can read this in all the gospels. Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane. Okay. The first thing he did is he sought his father and he prayed. In this time of chaos, okay, the loudest voice in your life and in your day should be Jesus. News is the worst right now. People on social media have lost their minds. So you need to be seeking the Father. You need to be seeking his words, his truth, his ways. If you don't, you will sink into the panic instead of rising above it. So what are you seeking? What are you seeking right now? Are you seeking like some answer to something that nobody has an answer to? If you have the virus, you should be seeking rest and fluids, not panic. If you don't have the virus, you should be seeking rest and fluids. It's pretty easy. (laughs) Stop buying toilet paper. (laughs) You're not going to poop that much. Seek Jesus, not Charmin, for the love of God. Okay, move on. Seek God. That's your first thing. Second one. Second thing that Jesus did when he was overwhelmed after he sought the Father and he prayed is he got up when he did not get the answer that he thought, or maybe he asked. He got up. And when Jesus was done seeking God in that moment of overwhelmed, he got up and he continued on his mission. What mission are you not continuing on? Some of you are stuck all the stucks. Uh, Maybe because you can't work right now or because you're bored. This time of rest is important. God's giving you a time of rest. Have the right perspective, guys. Get up. Keep moving. Focus on the good things. If you don't look at what is going on right now, is God saying, hey, hey, focus on me, then you are missing it. If you are functioning right now and you are not seeking God and you are not moving forward, it's because you haven't realized that God is going, hey, homie, this is this time that you're at home, this time where you can't do anything else. Focus on me. Uh, oh my gosh, you're missing it. God, Jesus got up and he pressed on. What can you do right now that would look like getting up and pressing on? Is it a project you've been procrastinating? Dude, take some free classes online. I don't care what you do. Better yourself. This is a time of pressing on, not getting stuck. If you are overwhelmed, dust yourself off. Wipe your tears, wipe your frustration, move forward. The second, the third thing he did is he met his betrayer with a kiss. Chadi, what does that have to do with the virus? Shush, shush, I'm getting there. Whatever you're facing, mm-hmm, this thing we're facing, uh, needs to be faced with a filter of love. Not panic. It needs to be faced with a filter of love. If you are overwhelmed, you need to face the overwhelmed with a filter of love. That means um, you face people, job losses, money fears, all the struggles that we're currently under, you face it with love as love is always your filter because love was always Jesus's filter. He kissed his betrayer. What does that look like practically, Chadi? If you are overwhelmed, choose to see your circumstance, how Jesus sees it as an opportunity to be kind, compassionate, good, full of peace, full of self-control, overflowing with patience. Jesus faced being overwhelmed and betrayed by kissing his betrayer 
by calling him friend, which leads us to the next thing that Jesus did, which is he gave that dude an encouraging word. What do you do when you're overwhelmed? I wonder if you're encouraging other people. If you are overwhelmed, do what David did. One, encourage yourself, and two, encourage others. If you can't see the bright side, the God side in your world, you will not be able to see it for others. Oh my God, that's so good. Hold on. If you can't see the bright side, the God side in your world, you will not be able to see it for others. Jesus was overwhelmed and about to die on a cross, and he still found time to remind Judas that they were in it together. Guys, we're in this together. I don't have time to break this down, but I have already done it in a podcast. I think it's maybe the second podcast. I think, anyways, long story short, Jesus literally called Judas friend. He called him comrade. That's what it meant. To remind him that they were in it together. No matter how overwhelmed you are, your life, your word should be an encouragement to other, even the people that suck and don't deserve it. Because truth is, we all suck and fall short of the glory of God. Every one of us. So everything you're doing and you're overwhelmed should be through a love filter and it should be encouraging to people. I find Peter during this time, Jesus is trying to encourage people because, you know, that's what he does in overwhelmed seasons. And Peter's cutting dude's ears off. And Jesus, as a response, the other thing he does is he heals the guy's ear in the middle of the crazy, in the middle of the melee. Everyone's gone nuts, like the episode of The Office where the fire alarms go off. Google it. It's hilarious. Anyways, Jesus in peace, heals the dude's ear. He picks the ear up and he reattaches it. Life, your life, right now, in the middle of the crazy, if it's not restoring people's ears to hear, then you're doing life wrong. Chadi, what the heck does that mean? Everything you post right now, everything you say right now, it matters. It should be putting people's ears on to hear Jesus and hear truth, not chaos and memes and your political opinions. No one wants to hear that. Nobody needs that. No one needs your political opinion. Dear God, rip off my ears already. Get off of Facebook. Get in the Bible. I I can't. Okay, going on a rant. Let's go backwards. Everything you post, everything you say, it should matter. It should matter in the kingdom. In the kingdom. It should be building eternal fruit, not temporal nonsense. Put people's ears back on. Don't rip them off. The other thing Jesus did is he didn't try to fight or prove his point. Jesus was overwhelmed and seeking his father. And we're filling ourselves with Netflix and talking politics like we work for the CIA. What is wrong with us? What is wrong with humanity right now, guys? People, stay in your lane. Jesus was bound and spit on and stood in front of Caiaphas and he got open palm slapped and didn't even try to pick a fight. He was silent and only spoke when it mattered. Can we please do that? Can we speak only when it matters? Also, Facebook and social media is not a platform for your rants or megaphone. It's a black hole for bored people. Facebook is a black hole for bored people. Get off of Facebook unless you're posting something that's going to restore ears. Stop trying to pick fights. Jesus did not pick fights in his overwhelmed. You know what he did? He loved people. And he did, you know, the other thing that he did is he embraced suffering. Jesus, like a gangster in overwhelmed seasons, he embraced suffering. I'm going to take a breath. Jesus, when he was the most overwhelmed, he embraced the difficult season. Difficult doesn't mean it's not of God. It just means it's difficult. You can look in the Bible at all the different stories and people in wilderness seasons and things that happened to the people of Israel and, oh my gosh, everything. It's okay if the season we're in is difficult. Difficult builds grit and character, and difficult, God uses difficult. In Romans 5, it says, since we have acquit- since we have been acquitted and made right through faith, we are able to experience true and lasting peace with God through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. 
the liberating king. Jesus leads us into a place of radical grace where we are able to celebrate the hope of experiencing God's glory. And that's not all. We also celebrate in seasons of suffering. I'm sorry, what? We also celebrate in seasons of suffering because we know that when we suffer, listen to this, when we suffer, we develop endurance, which shapes our characters. Uh, When our characters are refined, we learn what it means to hope and anticipate God's goodness. And hope will never fail to satisfy our deepest need because the Holy Spirit that was given to us has flooded our hearts with God's love. There it is again, people. Love, 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 love. What is your filter during this season? Are you celebrating in seasons of suffering? There it is. Love. Love is our filter for survival and thriving in wilderness seasons. Guys, it's in the Bible. Jesus lived this out. Jesus, he lived it out, guys. He embraced suffering. He suffered well. Are you suffering well in this season of overwhelmed? The other thing that he did, which was kind of gangster, is he inspired. He inspired leadership. Chadi, what are you talking about? Well, you find him, uh, he gets thrown in front of Pontius Pilate. And, uh, you know, Pontius Pilate's like, we're going to have to kill this guy, but I don't want to kill this guy. It's a big thing. It's a story. Read it. Anyways, he stands in front of Pontius Pilate. And it honestly, the way that he reacts kind of messes Pilate up because Pilate's like, this guy's not fighting for his life. And like Pilate did not know what the heck to do with Jesus because Jesus wasn't fighting for, he wasn't trying to be right. Uh, He knew being right wouldn't save lives. Dying to his flesh uh, in the moment of overwhelmed was going to save lives. And some of y'all, God is walking you to a cross in this season and you're fighting and you're frustrated and God can't use you overwhelmed and God can't use you frustrated. Overwhelmed, guys, write this down. Overwhelmed doesn't inspire people. Peace does. You need to be at peace like Jesus was standing in front of Pilate. Be a grown up. Take whatever difficulty God has us walking through You know, it sucks. Some things are just really, they stink, man. Some people are really dealing with stuff. But God, it shouldn't take your peace. Whatever he's walking you through, use a Jesus love filter and keep pressing forward. You'll find in difficult moments, people who you look up to will be then inspired by how steadfast you are in your your storm. But you have to be rooted in love and rooted in peace and all the other fruits of the Spirit. Jesus was rooted. And when he stood in front of Pilate, Pilate encountered a man of peace and steadfastness, and it bewildered him. And then the other thing that Jesus did, which was so bizarre in that overwhelmed, I'm talking about Garden of Gethsemane to the cross. I am literally telling you all the things Jesus did from the moment that he was in the Garden of Gethsemane to to, to, literally to the cross. He made sure his family was taken care of. Here's Jesus. He's beaten and he's hung on a cross, beaten beyond recognition. And still, he has enough self-control and foresight to look at John and tell him to take care of his mom. Uh, I'm sorry. What did he do? Yep. I don't care how overwhelmed you are. You should still take a moment and make sure your family unit is taken care of. Today, on my lunch break, I ran to the store to get my parents water who are currently quarantined. And they also have a small business that is now closed and they can't go anywhere. So get out of your circumstance. Get your head out of your circumstance and focus on other people. You'll find that the cross and the pain won't be your focus when love and people are your focus. The other thing Jesus did, the thing that he did at the end was that he surrendered to his father. And finally he surrendered. I love it. He says, you know, like into your, into your hands, I commit my soul is one of the, um, is one of the uh, translations. So here's Jesus. He's on the cross and he's dying and he knows it and he surrenders. He literally surrenders his spirit. And finally, surrendered, 
He says, I surrender, I commit my spirit. And you're tr- are you truly surrendered during this season of overwhelmed? Because um, kingdom people are surrendered during overwhelmed seasons. Or are you surrendered when the circumstance works out for you? Is that, is that when you're, is that when it works out for you? Like, I know this is a hard podcast. I know this is not super sexy and glamorous or funny, but like, guys, the church has to be the church at this point. We got to be kingdom people or not kingdom people. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Like, we either are going to be the church or we're not. You know, one of my best friends has this Corona thing, you know, she got tested and, or she can't get tested. She keeps calling to get tested. They're like, no, you have it. Just please don't come in because we don't have enough tests. My sister oversees an ICU unit, a COVID-19 unit. Um, she kind of volunteered for it. And then it became a, a COVID unit, like the same week she stepped into the job. Like these are people that are on the front lines that are really, that have a lot of, that are having to really contend with things. My, my cousin's a doctor. Like, what is your focus right now? You or Jesus or people take your eyes off the problem in your toilet paper for five minutes. Like some of you are, are in creative jobs and you're um, really frustrated right now because you're having to make videos or you've never done online the way that you're doing. And guys, God has prepared you for such a time as this. So, like God, when people go to war, they're usually not prepared for war. They sign up because they have conviction. All you need is conviction in this season. That's all you need is conviction. You don't need to be a professional. You don't need to be anything else but surrendered and, and convicted to do something awesome. David wasn't a professional warrior. That's why he killed Goliath. No, he had conviction. He was surrendered. Stop watching the news for five minutes and commit all you are, all you believe, your family, and give it back to the Father. He's in control. He loves you. He is working on your behalf. And if you do all these things like Jesus, life for all of us will happen as a result. Don't be overwhelmed. You were meant, never meant to live this life overwhelmed or fearful with the joy. You need to be full of joy and peace and love. That needs to be your focus in all these things. Guys, Jesus modeled when you are overwhelmed. Write this down. I did this like really quickly. I'm going to do a quick recap. Literally, I made it really easy. Write this down. Put it somewhere in your in your home office. I don't care, right? When you wake up, I don't care. These are the things you need to do when you're overwhelmed. This is what Jesus did from the garden to the cross. Ready? Seek God. Keep moving. Choose love. Speak life. Be hope. Embrace silence. Suffer well. Inspire up. Focus on family and live surrendered as life for all of us will will happen as a result. Seek God. Keep moving. Choose life. Speak life. Choose love. Speak life. Be hope. Embrace silence. Suffer well. Inspire up. Focus on family and live surrendered. And as a result, life will happen. Life will happen. All right. Uh, Wash your hands, practice social distancing, and please read your Bibles. Get in the Word and be people of the Word, please. I'm sorry for yelling at you for 22 minutes, but I'm really not. Um, Imagine uh, somebody who loves you a lot just kind of shaking your shoulders and being like, come on, I need you to get this, because if we can get this, we can change the world. This is our time to be salt and light, and uh, where everyone and their mother is putting out counterfeit hope. Let's, um, Let's be hope guys. Let's be the church. Share the podcast. Share the words. And let's not cut ears off. Let's, um, I don't know, be encouraging. And at the end of the day, I'm sure people will, um, gosh, maybe they'll get to experience Jesus because we were Jesus in this moment. You know, he thrived in seasons of overwhelmed and um, so can we. So I hope this helped. Um, Yeah, I'm praying for you. I believe in you. You got this. All right. Be safe out there. Love you, weirdos.